What's good, everybody? Another episode of the Eagles cast. I dive into just some X's and O's on how the New York Giants can potentially beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's break it down. Welcome to another episode of the Eagles cast made by an Eagles fan for an Eagles fan. I'm your host, Asif Body. And before we get down into how the Giants can potentially beat the Eagles, we ask you just one favor here in the Riding the Bench community. We ask if you can hit the like and subscribe button below to help us grow the community here. Don't forget to hit the bell icon so you know whenever we post new episodes regarding the birds. And with that, let's break it down. So we know, as we said earlier in the week, we give the New York Giants their flowers on how they beat the Minnesota Vikings and kudos to them. But now they're matched up with Philadelphia on Saturday at Lincoln Financial Field. And they're riding in hot. They have a lot of momentum on their side. And they're playing with house money. And this is leading to some people outside of the New York area to believe that they have a shot to beat the New the Philadelphia Eagles and cause the upset and get to the NFC title game. And if that happens, then they feel they can maybe win it all. Who knows? Let's break it down. Let's play. Let, 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 let's go along with this narrative just for a second. I know we're an Eagles show, and we're going to break down this game a little bit, and I'll give my best interpretation of how the Giants, what their game plan may be, and how they could potentially beat the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Because there is a relative formula to it, uh, or at least a formula that can cause problems for the Eagles, and the Giants can potentially emulate that. So let's just start off with this, okay? All year, Philadelphia, in my opinion, has been the class of the NFC, right? You got them and the 49ers. And both of them play a relatively similar defense um, in terms of, you know, playing a really, really high zone, cover four, things like that, right? And then have an elite pass rush to go along with it. And... Because of that type of defense, they don't give up a lot of deep passes, right? Like I rarely have you seen uh, the Eagles or the Niners all year give up big passing plays. Now, occasionally they do. It happens. It's the NFL. But rarely do you see get them getting beat over the top. And that's basically by design. The defense by design is meant to not give up the big play. But because their cornerbacks, the safeties, and the linebackers are playing so far back in terms of the passing lanes, this leads to the problems Philadelphia has in terms of stopping the run. And all year, that's been a weakness with this defense, right? And that's something that a lot of Philadelphia Eagle fans have been kind of really upset with John Gannon about and how he lack aggressiveness in terms of getting after the QB and playing more press, right? 
let's just assume we go in there with the cover four scheme that's been working all year. It led to us getting 70 plus sacks on the year, led to CJ Gardner Johnson, James Bradbury, Darius Slay, right? All these guys playing great on the back end. And we go in with the cover four. How did the New York Giants beat this cover four? How do they match up with it? Well, there is a type of quarterback that the Philadelphia Eagles all year, at least to my eye, have had trouble with in terms of slowing them down, actually stopping them. It's quarterbacks that are relatively mobile. And I know what you're thinking. Damn, everybody in the NFC playoffs has a mobile QB. Yes, but none more so than Daniel Jones. right? Daniel Jones, for this game, uh, is going to be very, very key for the New York Giants and whether or not they can get him to run the ball effectively and move the pocket. And because Daniel Jones has legs, might be a tough guard. So let's just look back at some of the games over the over the season that Philadelphia has gotten either uh, beaten or have won really, really close games with, right? So you have the Jacksonville Jaguars. Earlier on in the year, we were down 14-0 to them. And again, it was the monsoon, but Trevor Lawrence has got wheels, can extend plays by time. Kyler Murray. Another really close game in Arizona that came down to a last-second field goal. They missed the kick, but it was a very close nip-tuck ball game. Taylor Heineke, another athletic QB with mobile tendencies who can extend the plays as a gamer, right? Could buy time. They beat us. And, yes, they ran the ball very well, but, again, a lot of it was him making big plays, right? Justin Fields, guy ran roughshod on us, right? He had damn near 100 yards rushing himself. But another guy, that, another game that was really close for Philadelphia, and that was also the game that Philadelphia um, had Jalen Hurts get hurt in that game, right? And then lastly, Dak Prescott in the Christmas Eve game. Yes, he threw for 300 yards, and, you know, he beat us a lot of the times with his arms, mainly with his arm, but he's another quarterback that was able to buy time, create more – uh, time for his receivers to get open to extend the play and even picked up a few first downs on the ground, right? Now, there weren't gaudy rushing numbers, right? It wasn't like they ran for like 10 rushes, 100 yards or whatnot, right? Unlike Justin Fields. But for the most part, these guys all have the ability to buy time, extend the play, and really can be a backbreaker for a defense. And Philadelphia all year, if you look at those games, you would say those games were close, not necessarily because we couldn't execute on offense, but a lot of the times it was these quarterbacks making outstanding plays, getting away from the pass rush, buying time with their legs for their receivers to get open. And we all know NFL defenses are already not designed with the rules today to stop the passing game, let alone you having to cover for five, six seconds of play. That's a lot of time to cover. And these quarterbacks buy time and really helps their defenses out. Now, why does that why is that significant? Well, as we know, Daniel Jones, out of all the quarterbacks left, is the most mobile, right? And you could say outside of Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, who's the guy that's got the greatest wheels in the NFL? It's most likely Daniel Jones, even more so than Kyler Murray. And Kyler Murray is a great quarterback who has wheels, but Daniel Jones, for the most part, is known mainly to be able to bust off big runs. 
So we know Daniel Jones' physical game, he can make all the throws just because of his size. When he has a clean pocket, he can make any throw you ask him to for the most part, right? It wasn't a lack of physical ability on why we thought Daniel Jones wasn't very good. Um, he has wheels. More athletic than you think. He is athletic. Let's just get that straight. He is athletic. Can make throws on the le- going to the left, going to the right. Can do it all physically. And can rip it. He really can rip it. The Eagles have had a tough time guarding the edge with mobile QBs. And Daniel Jones, when he decides to, can really gash you and really get a lot of yardage with his legs. And he does a good job at avoiding big hits. That's something that he really doesn't get a lot of credit for. He doesn't take a lot of contact. So he's smart when he runs. And that's definitely a plus for the New York Giants. That's one way the Giants have a formula to beat Philadelphia. The fact that Daniel Jones can run and that they can make designed runs. Another thing is coaching. Brian Dable, uh, Wink Martindale, right, and Mike Kafka have done an outstanding job this year maximizing the talent that they've had. Daniel Jones, in this past game against the Vikings, you saw a lot of the quick passing game working, the play action working, rollouts, uh, and then when nothing was there, literally, you saw in the first two or three seconds, he would take off and run with it and make decisive decisions in regards to when to run. That's another way these guys can beat this team, this defense because cover four, like I said earlier on, the linebackers, the safeties, the corners, they drop back deep. They don't want to give up the big bomb. They'll let you take everything underneath. And what's made this Philadelphia Eagles unit special all year has been this pass rush coupled with the corners on the back end because Philadelphia has been able to get home with four and you, were, and you were able to cover on the back end with Darius Slane, James Bradbury, and then Chauncey Gardner-Johnson playing kind of that free safety, you know, free-roaming guy who could just pick off passes whenever he needed to. However, with the cover four defense, what is the weakness to this defense? It's stopping the run and passes that are underneath the zone, underneath the linebacker zone, right? And usually that is quick passing game, that's Saquon Barkley, that's quarterback runs, a lot of what the Giants have done for the past month. Quick passes, shallow crosses, uh, Saquon Barkley taking it to the edge, right? All that is designed for the Giants. It's basically tailor-made for the Giants' offense right now. So John Gannon's going to have to come up with a scheme, uh, not technically leave the cover for, but come up with a way to slow down what Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and what Brian Dable and this coaching staff has been doing with Daniel Jones because it's been he's done a really, really good job. And while the Giants don't necessarily have the talent that Philadelphia has, um, the coaching staff that is put together here has been sensational. Sensational. Uh, Brian Dable has really done a tremendous job of cutting Daniel Jones's turnovers and putting him in a position where he's not asked to do too much. And again, it's the quick passing games, the RPOs that we love to run in Philadelphia. They like to do that with the Giants. Quick decisions, one-look one reads, right? Things that help the quarterback 
cut the turnovers down and get the ball out of his hands quick so he's not taking huge contact. And Brian Dable, Mike Kafka have done a really good job of designing an offense that suits his skill set. And with the lack of playmakers on the outside, and again, not that the guys are scrubs. Richie James is not a scrub. Slayton's not a scrub, right? But they're not like huge household names at receivers here. They've done an excellent job getting these guys in space and letting them do damage because, after all, they are NFL players. They're going to do damage if you get them in open space. So they've done an excellent job with that. And, again, like I said, even though they don't have the talent, they have the right build in terms of schematics on the offensive side of the ball that match with the defense that we run, which is a really – and I say really, really soft cover four. And again, the quick passing game, and we saw that on display with the Giants against the Vikings. We saw uh, the ability Daniel Jones has to run the ball. Saquon Barkley got loose. So stopping the run because basically you only have the first level, which is the defensive line, as the run stuffers because the linebackers, the safeties, the corners are dropping back playing pass. That's why it was imperative for us to get Ndamukong Sue, Linville Joseph, Jordan Davis back in the defensive line to be able to stop the run at initial push. And then Wink Martindale on the defensive side of the ball, they run basically cover one, cover zero. They square you up, and they have a pass rush that can answer with a lot of guys in the NFL, with Leonard Williams, uh, Dexter Lawrence, Thibodeau, right? All these guys can get after the passer. They really get after you, and they're aggressive. And that aggressiveness can lead to, you know, turnovers. It could lead to disruption on timing. And Philadelphia's offense all year, while Jalen Hurts is able to extend the play and buy more time with his legs, it is a timing offense. I know we don't look at it like that, but it is a timing offense. It's getting the ball out of your hands quick. Guys got to be in the spot they need to be. And with that, press man can really disrupt that if you run it correctly. Now, Philadelphia has talent, and that may offset it, but we'll get to that in another episode. But for the New York Giants, if they can get to the passer with three or four, play press man on the outside, and be able to slow down Dallas Goddard with their linebacker play, could be a long day for Philadelphia, especially because Jalen Hurts right now is not himself. He's hurt. Remember that. He still has that injury. That shoulder is still bothering him. And that is a site of concern for Philadelphia. So Wink Martindale can dial it up. And we saw in week 18, he was able to break down the offensive line protection for Philadelphia. He was able to get that fifth rusher in uh, basically scot-free without being touched. And he was able to get a lot of contact on the quarterback and make him make throws quicker. So for this game, it kind of comes down to it's going to come down to Wink Martindale, in my opinion, and whether or not uh, John Gannon can adjust to what the Giants are doing offensively, which is quick passing and being able to run the ball in between the tackles or on the edge. And if Daniel Jones is decisive in his decision-making like he was against Minnesota and is able to beat the edge, it could be a very long day for the Philadelphia Eagles.
So again, that's my little quick X's and O's breakdown of how the Giants can potentially beat the Philadelphia Eagles. If you like that and you want to hear a little bit more of that, leave your thoughts in the comments below. But also hit the like button. It looks like a thumbs up. And hit the, and hit the subscribe button below. Also hit the bell icon so you get notified whenever we post out new content for you. And also check out our Instagram page at the Riding the Bench Podcast with a K instead of C in the word podcast. All that's going to be in the description below for you. So all you got to do is take a look down there. With that, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this upcoming game. I'll give you an episode a little bit later in the week on how the Philadelphia Eagles can match up against the New York Giants. And then I'll give you my prediction of who wins that ball game in that episode. So with that, enjoy it, and we'll see you back here next time.